Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 3 verses 1 through 6 called The Burning Bush. Isn't the biggest longing for most of us as believers to see God's face? Isn't that what we want? I want to see Him. Can you imagine getting to hug Him? Can you imagine looking into His eyes and having Him look into your eyes? Well, Moses was drawn, right? And he heard the call and he starts coming, but there's a problem. There's a separation. And what separates us from God is what? Sin. And Jesus, by dying on the cross, becomes the, literally the bridge. You could imagine a cross becoming the bridge between sinful man and a holy God. This is how we cross over. This is why one day we will be able to see his face when everything is redeemed and made right again. And we already have the down payment of that if you're a believer today. What made the ground holy? Was this a special mountain? Well, it was special in this sense that wherever God is, that place is holy. Moses is going to learn a lot about holiness later because he will be responsible to construct a tabernacle with holy priests and holy garments and a holy place and the holy of holies. I can go down the list of many things. Holy vestments, holy things used within the temple. Those uh, things in and of themselves weren't especially holy. But to be set apart for God's purposes is what makes you holy. And right now, you are, brethren, holy and beloved. you know why? Because you've been saved, you've been redeemed, and you've been set apart for God, for His holy service. This is what holiness means. It means to be sanctified, set apart, just like the holy place would be, just like the, the priests and the various things used in the temple. The garments would be holy. All these things. And Moses may have learned a little bit about holiness from his father-in-law, Jethro. 1 Timothy 6, 14 through 16 says, You keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, when he will, what, which he will bring about at the proper time. Listen to this. He who is blessed and the only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, that's definitely Jesus, Revelation 19, who alone possesses immortality, and dwells in unapproachable light. 1 Timothy 6.16 Whom no man has seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. God dwells in unapproachable light. And Moses is beginning to approach, and God says, that's far enough. Take your shoes off. You are on holy ground. Now, what's the deal of taking your shoes off? Please, nobody take your shoes off right now, okay? I know, I know this is holy ground, but it would become relatively unholy, perhaps. Anyway, never mind. So in, 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 the, uh, in this culture, even today, taking off your shoes before you enter into a dwelling or a place of worship is still seen as a sign of honor. If a guest were to remove your sandals, for example, and wash your feet, that was a sign that the guest was showing you hospitality. 
And some believe that the message here is that Moses is wandering in the wilderness. He's a sojourner in a foreign land. And God has said, enter in. Let's let nothing come between us. Take the sandals off your feet. John the Baptist, when Jesus says, baptize me, he says, I'm not even unworthy to untie your sandals. You are holy. You existed before me. What we do know is that sometimes as we walk through this world, our shoes pick up dust. And maybe God is saying, I don't want anything defiling coming into my presence. The dust that you pick up from this world and walking through it, I I want that separate. There's many different ways to take the message, but Moses is standing on holy ground. I want you to hold your place, and we're uh, winding down, but I want you to turn over to Joshua for a second, which is a little bit to your right. So the guy that will take the baton from Moses, Moses doesn't get to enter into the promised land, is a guy named Joshua, right? Same, uh, his Hebrew name is the same as Jesus, Joshua, chapter 5. And as he leads the people of Israel into the promised land, he has this encounter. This is Joshua 5, 13. Now, it came about when Joshua was by Jericho. He was like Moses' right-hand man. He lifted up his eyes. Moses is now dead. And he looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Whose side are you on? And he said, No or neither. Rather, I indeed come now as the captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face, this mighty warrior, to the earth. He bowed down and said to him, What is my Lord to say to his servant? I'm listening, Lord. And the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, notice, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so and got his marching orders. I was listening to a couple pastors yesterday, and they were talking about current events. And uh, I've told you guys that Mike McClure of Calvary Chapel San Jose was facing another court date. And thankfully, the judge uh, removed the personal fines did not give them, him and the youth pastor, jail time, gratefully, and is going to reduce some of the uh, fines, which have now reached $1.7 million against the church for having the doors of the church open to a hurting and broken uh, community. And Mike is a very soft-spoken pastor who just loves the Lord and is trying to preach the gospel. And the judge has asked him to comply with the orders to be outside, etc. And this pastor said, knowing Mike, he's going to be meeting right now this morning. And sometimes when we look at politics or the world, we say, we pray. And many of you prayed. We pray and we pray and we pray and we pray. And we say, okay, Lord, you're on our side, right? You're the captain of the Lord of the host. We, got a, we had a yes over here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. You're on our side. We've been praying. We've been doing everything right. I even skipped lunch today to pray. Whoa. I fasted for two hours. (laughs) You're on our side. 
And then the Lord says, no. Say what? (laughs) No, I'm on neither side. It's not about me being on your side, Joshua or Moses. It's about you being on my side. My timing, my ways, my purposes, my eternal uh, things I want to accomplish is what I'm about. It's not about me getting on your side. It's about you getting on my side. This is what it means to call Jesus your Lord and your shepherd. Amen? Are you on his side? Or are you trying to strong arm God to a certain side? That's not what he wants. Now we, we fight and we try to do the right thing as salt and light in our world. And certainly we should do that. But in the end, are we willing to say, Lord, you're on the throne and your will be done? And so God identifies himself from the bush. He says to Moses, I am the God of your father. Because Moses had to be thinking, well, who is it that's talking to me? Let's go back to Exodus. I'm sorry, I had you in Joshua. He says, I am the God of your father. That may be Moses' actual dad, Amram, or the patriarchs. Could be either way. But then he says, the God of Abraham, the covenant God, right? Abraham was the first that God called and selected for this nation. The God of Isaac, his son. The God of Jacob, who became Israel. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. I think Moses knew something about God's holiness. And even in Genesis, when Jacob experiences God, he says, I've seen God face to face. That's an idiom. I've been in his presence and I'm still alive. Manoah uh, and his wife, who would birth Samson miraculously, said the same thing. We've seen God and he's allowed us to live. There's this sense of holiness in the presence of God. God is holy. Do we understand that? He spoke the universe into existence. He is to be treated with reverence and honor. Yes, He has come down to be our companion, our help, our friend even. But He is holy. And there's only one way that we can cross over, if you will, and it's through Christ. We're going to wrap it up here, but I want to tell you that in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus referenced Exodus 3. And he was getting grilled with a bunch of questions and the Sadducees told a story about this, uh, this woman who was married to seven different men. And each man died after eating his oatmeal. That's a loose, loose translation. Just kidding. And I would have questions when husband number four dropped dead, right? That's like, what's in the toast? I'd have people checking my food. And, but anyway. And so she, she marries seven different men. And the Sadducees, shooting questions at Jesus, Mark 12, say, Okay, in the resurrection, who's she married to? (laughs) You are not going to the resurrection. And Jesus said, you're greatly mistaken. You don't know the word of God, and you don't know the power of the word. And by implication, you don't know the God of the word. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, I want to give you a reminder about an event coming up at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. We're doing a Harvest Fest event a Halloween alternative on October the 31st. It's a carnival theme called The Greatest Joy on Earth, 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Monday night, October the 31st, game booths, inflatables, a bakewalk, trunks of treats, lots of candy, food vendors, music, and a whole lot of fellowship and fun, including the gospel being preached. Admission is free. And if you want to come out and join us, download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. You can get information and driving directions. It is open to you. And I would love to meet you on that night if we haven't met before and you're one of our listening families or even a partner with the ministry. We would like to say thank you. Come on out. You can get everything you need at walkintruth.com. Click on the church tab or the Living Truth app on your app store. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. Face to face, that's an idiom. I've been in his presence and I, I'm still alive. Manoah uh, and his wife, who would birth Samson miraculously, said the same thing. We've seen God and he's allowed us to live. There's this sense of holiness in the presence of God. God is holy. Do we understand that? He spoke the universe into existence. He is to be treated with reverence and honor. Yes, he has come down to be our companion, our help, our friend even. But he is holy. And there's only one way that we can cross over, if you will, and it's through Christ. We're going to wrap it up here, but I want to tell you that in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus referenced Exodus 3. And he was getting grilled with a bunch of questions, and the Sadducees told a story about this, uh, this woman who was married to seven different men. And each man died after eating his oatmeal. That's a loose, loose translation. Just kidding. And I would have questions when husband number four dropped dead, right? That's like, what's in the toast? I'd have people checking my food. And, but anyway. And so she, she marries seven different men. And the Sadducees, shooting questions at Jesus, Mark 12, say, okay, in the resurrection, who's she married to? <laughs> You are not going to resurrection. <laughs> and Jesus said, you're greatly mistaken. You don't know the word of God and you don't know the power of the word. And by implication, you don't know the God of the word. In the resurrection, they're neither married nor given in marriage, but they become like the angels. Don't you know the story of the burning bush? I'm the God of Abraham. The God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Everyone who has died in Christ is alive right now. Jesus Christ confirmed that. 
To be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord. God is not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. It's remarkable to me that Jesus referred to this exchange in Exodus 3 to affirm that we are going to live. Your loved ones will continue to live in Christ in the presence of God. We're going to go to be with them and the Lord. A great reunion day is coming. The gospel is not just about now. It's about then as well. It's about eternal life, which is quality and quantity. Amen? God is the God of the living. Jesus said that. Jesus said there will be a resurrection. And Moses is sitting before the angel of the Lord. And essentially, I think God may be saying something like this. Israel's not dead. You've been away for 40 years, and you may be wondering if they've made it. You may be wondering if Israel has survived. If I will be true to my covenant promises, let me tell you something, Moses. They live, and you're about to go get them. Say, what? (laughs) I'm so impressed by you. I thought you would do it all, Lord. This is for next Sunday. You're going to go get the people. You came down to deliver them, right? No, I'm going to send you. Oh, Lord, here I am. Send him. Oh, Lord, here I am. Send her. I'll give a check for the missionary. Yes. And God says to Moses, no, you are going to go. But I'm comfortable in Midian, man. I got it going on as a shepherd. I just started to figure this out. No, you're going. And I will be with you. That's next week. Father, thank you for your word and thank you that the verses that lead on from here tell us that you have seen the affliction of your people and you're about to do something amazing. And as we move on in the book of Exodus, we're going to see that the amazing thing that you're going to do is you're going to use Moses and Aaron, plagues, and ultimately bring your people to freedom. And this is the story of the gospel. We are in slavery in our sin under the taskmasters of things that we often create ourselves. Building cities for the Pharaoh who is a picture of Satan. And you know our pain. And there are times when we cry out, Father, and we wonder sometimes if you hear us and we might even wonder if you care. And this is one section of scripture that tells us that you care when we're feeling the fire, you come into the midst of our pain. Jesus entered into our pain. Thank you for that, Lord. You said to your followers, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And we're about to see Moses used by God to bring freedom to a people that were in bondage. And this story is our story. This Exodus story is the story of our salvation. And I, I pray that as we think about the book of Exodus, we will be just in awe of how it connects to our own journey. And you don't just save us from something, you save us to something. We're saved from our sin, from death, but we are saved to your promises, to all that's ahead that we can't even really begin to imagine all that you have for us, Lord. But we are so humbled and so grateful. 
you keep your head and heart bowed just for a moment? And I want to ask you, if you have not met Jesus, if you've not met the Passover lamb as your Lord and Savior, maybe you found yourself in a wilderness place. And you're wondering, God, what are you doing? Maybe you've had a few defining moments that God's been speaking to you, trying to get your attention. Maybe we could put it this way. I love you. I know you by name. I'm calling you to myself. Take off your sandals. Begin to walk with me the way I would have you to walk. If you've not met Jesus or you need to recommit your life to him, this would be the time. Something this simple, but yet very important and profound. And I'm going to encourage you to say it after me if you haven't done this before. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you that you came into this broken world on a rescue mission. Thank you that you lived a perfect life that I could never live. Thank you that you died on the cross for me, demonstrating your love Thank you that you rose from the dead to defeat death and to set me free. I want to follow you. Be my Lord, be my shepherd, be my king. Father, thank you for all the precious children that are with us today. I thank you for their Sunday school teachers and for the youth and the youth staff and the fact that they're getting ready to serve today. This is a wonderful community of believers. Thank you for blessing it, Lord. Would you keep everybody strong and healthy and bless our time together as we get a chance to fellowship and to enjoy one another's company. It's been a long time for a lot of people to just be in a setting like this and maybe even to experience some fellowship and some food. And I pray you'd bless and just keep everybody safe. And those who may have loved ones who are not doing well, Maybe there's a physical thing going on, a sickness. I I pray your mercy upon each one. Lord, those who are going through some emotional stuff right now, maybe lots of burdens on their shoulders, would you lift those burdens with the hope that we have in Christ? And once again, I just want to thank you for the wonderful church family here at Living Truth. It's a blessing to be part of what you're doing. Would you continue to be glorified in our midst? We love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and everybody said it loud. Amen. You've been listening to The Burning Bush, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 3, verses 1 through 6. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. You can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Pastor Michael serves as senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events, and services, both for you and your kids, like our annual Harvest Festival coming later this month. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from the Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, the bottom line on the burning bush is that the Lord had come down into the fire that Israel was experiencing. They would not be consumed because he was faithful to his covenant and Moses was being called to be the deliverer. 
He would do it by God's glory, with God's help, with God's miracle-working power, as we're going to learn as the exciting book of Exodus unfolds before us. Now, if you're uh, wanting to get some midweek fellowship, we do a Wednesday night service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. It starts at 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights, and we are still finishing up the book of Exodus. It's wearing the first part, but it's 40 chapters. So we've been moving through it in all its uh, beauty, and uh, we'll be a about wrapping up or we'll be close to wrapping up. If you want to come out on a Wednesday night, we'd love to have you. 7 p.m. Wednesday nights, uh, Living Truth in the City of Corona. Information and driving directions are available at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Just click on that church tab. Hey, if you can't get out to the city of Corona, but you want to worship from home, it does air on our YouTube channel. Just search Living Truth Christian Fellowship on YouTube, and you'll find us right there. But we'd love to have you in person. There's nothing like the the uh, fellowship with God's people. So if at all possible, come on out. It's a precious night. The Holy Spirit moves in a, in a wonderful, powerful way. We'd love to have you. 7 p.m., Living Truth in Corona. See you here. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month, or you can give a one-time gift. Visit walkintruth.com to give. And thank you. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 3, 7 through 15, called The Great I Am and The Great Commission. Hi, Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.